Welcome to episode two of Carol at Christmas, a Christmas story told in 12 parts. Carol steps through the elevator doors onto the eighth floor into her management offices where austerity reigns. All is simple, clean, and quite dated. Carol drops her hacked scarf and jacket on a hulking desktop monitor from the early 90s that sits on a sturdy, aged desk. Near the computer's keyboard is a pair of red crocheted fingerless mittens and a smartphone in a cheerful Christmas case. Seeing them, Carol scowls. Bah humbug. The nameplate on the desk reads Stella Cratchit, Assistant. Carol heads back to her office, situated directly behind Stella's desk. Her phone rings. Besides her laptop, it is the only item on Carol's desk. She looks at her phone. It's Spencer. I'll have a courier bring over our proposal. Our numbers are up eight and a quarter. Your proposal better take that into account. Your final numbers are factored into the agreement. Cash flow for the big mo. Send our proposal back signed and we'll both have a Merry Christmas. Carol winces at the words, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy New Year. Carol opens her laptop and looks longingly at the real estate listing for the $5 million secluded island property that she's purchasing with the proceeds of the sale of Crum and Jacobs to Spencer. Soon, I'll be alone, left entirely alone on an island, free from Christmas and all of its noise. That is the sound of Stella's phone when her husband, Joe, calls. It changes with the seasons. Stella! Carol slams her door. Carol opens the door she's just slammed, walks to Stella's desk, picks up the offending phone, and holds it at a distance, turning her head away from it as if it might infect her with Christmas cheer. She enters the elevator and rides down eight floors with it. Once her clicking heels have exited, she once again bellows, Stella? Not one of the holiday shoppers glances over. They have more important things to fix their attention to, like buying last-minute gifts, platters for Christmas cookies, and stocking stuffers, of course. Carol clacks her way to the front display window where Stella is switching out the elegant Christmas tablescape with the season's most wanted toys. Stella? Yes, Miss Crumb? Your phone. Oh, thank you, Miss Crumb. Make it stop. Sorry, Miss Crumb. Stella mutes the ring and tucks the phone into her pocket. Hurry up with this window. I need another profit report on my desk before the end of the day. Meanwhile,
Meanwhile, over at Abra headquarters, Spencer sits behind his enormous and exorbitantly expensive executive desk. If a Hollywood mogul and a top Wall Street CEO combined their desks, it would not match what Spencer has. He's richer. And most everything he owns is a compensation for something more essential that he lacks. Spencer is slick with business polish. He covers his salt in his hair with pepper. He's had his eyelids, brows, and neck lifted, and he's no stranger to dermal fillers. His servile assistant, Jonah, sits across from him at a miniature version of his desk. Though Jonah is 30 years younger, they look like they could be brothers with only a year or two between themselves. Both wear jeans and navy turtlenecks. Navy? In case you didn't know, doesn't age a person as much as black. Spencer knows this. Spencer pushes an enormous bound stack of paper from his desk over to Jonah's. See to it that the courier gets us to Crum and Jacob's ASAP. Yes, sir. Santa's buying us a competitor for Christmas this year. <laughs> He's buying up stores, knocking them down, making warehouses that are efficient and profitable. Spencer Claus is buying uptown. That's great, sir. Go, full efficiency ahead. I want that store. It's as good as yours, sir. Jonah salutes Spencer. Then he dashes out the door. Back in the Crum and Jacobs management offices, Stella sits at her computer. It's frozen. She turns it off and turns it on. As she waits for it to reboot, she stands up and does squats. In the middle of her 30-second squat, Faith bounces in, clutching shopping bags from various stores in each hand. Today, she wears a black velvet turtleneck, black cashmere leggings, and matching crocodile slingback pumps. Her outfit is brightened up and purified by a flowing extra-long tartan scarf. Stella may not be able to place the brand, but she knows it is designer. Everything Faith wears is. With Faith, one knows that she will always be well-turned out and brimming with exuberance. Stella, so good to see you. Are you and Joe ready to buy that first house yet? Not quite. Faith hands Stella her business card for the 15th time as Stella stands up from her 43rd squat. If I can be of any help at any time, you let me know. Thanks. Stella opens the top drawer of her desk and puts the card next to the 14 other cards Faith has given her over the years on her annual Christmas visits to the office. She's been a real estate agent for all of the 15 years Stella has known her. How's our Carol doing? Miss Crum is... She's Miss Crum. Did you make an appointment? Goodness, no. Not on your life. You know her. She'd never confirm. Of course. Just a moment. Stella picks up the phone receiver and presses a button. Miss Crum, your niece. <laughs> Sorry. Faith Miller is here. May I send her? I know. I asked. Stella gives Faith an apologetic look. As Stella continues to reason with Carol, Faith bounces past her and flings Carol's office door open. Stella bites her lip and shakes her head. Another successful shopping mission complete. She drops her packages on Carol's desk. Carol's shoulders lift to her ears, tense. Please join us for Christmas dinner this year, Aunt Carol. We'd adore your company. No, thank you. Lendon and Grace would love to meet you. She's five already. What better plans could you possibly have for Christmas Day? Savoring peace 
and quiet. A couple of eligible bachelors will be there. A divorcee and a widower. Not interested. Come on, have a Merry Christmas with us. Carol rises from her chair. Her hands press firm against the top of her desk. Over the years, she's found it the best way to glower down at the idiotic ideas of others. There's nothing merry to me about overeating while talking about overeating, followed by being too tired to do anything but eat more. Keep Christmas in your way. I'll keep it in mine. But you don't keep it. I'd rather fatten my bank account than my thighs. Christmas may not do my bank account or my thighs any favors, but I believe it does me good. So Merry Christmas. Just warming up my hands. If you change your mind, Aunt Carol, you're always welcome. Faith smiles gentle at Carol, whose face flushes as if it's seen a ghost. Shut the door. Faith shuts it fast. Too fast. Carol fans her face with her hands. You look just like your sweet.